Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Talking Jacks. I am joined, as always, by my co-host Ben Gosshorn, aka the Soccer Goose. How are you doing tonight, Ben? I'm doing pretty good, um, all things considered. A little vacation, and now I'm back to the real world. So yeah, vacation is best, like but, yeah the best thing about being an adult. I feel like <laughs> yeah, it's just it's great. So. It, highly recommend vacation 10 out of 10 yes (laughs) (laughs) but uh that's the reason there's been a little gap here in the podcasting it's just uh goose took a little break and it's always good to take a little break so uh last week the independents played two games uh away to atlanta united two or whatever they're called (laughs) it's it's at atl utd2 is what we're supposed to say i think um i guess the performance as a whole was um weird it was it was very (laughs) it started really well and then it was just a train wreck for a little while Mm. and then it kind of balanced out in this i don't know it got kind of to be honest it got pretty dry in the second half after we equalized and then at the end it just like blew up (laughs) it was the weirdest game it was like I, I don't know. To me, like, the tempo just never really picked up in the second half. And then all of a sudden, towards the end, there was just mayhem. And the referee uh, just blew his whistle because he didn't want to deal with it, which is really inexcusable. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because it, it, there was – I think there was supposed to be five minutes of extra, at a time or three minutes, and he blew the whistle after, like, 90 seconds. And, mm. all, of the, and all of it had been given – Red cards and yellow cards, and it was just a really bizarre s- sequence there the la- over the last eight or nine minutes of the game, or maybe not eight or nine, maybe uh-huh. just like five minutes. But um, yeah, overall, I thought it was it was another one of those performances where, and we do that, we tend to do this on the road where it seems like we control the mm-hmm. game until we don't, and then we have a hard time taking back control if that makes sense like we were totally in control we took the lead really nice counter-attacking goal uh we were possessing the ball really well we were playing pretty strong defensively and then we let up a pretty weak goal to be honest in the 33rd minute and then let up another goal just a few minutes later and it seemed like we never really got fully control of the game back after that it was really more back and forth the whole rest of the match um, which was, mm. I think that was the most disappointing thing is that we had the game under control and lost it and couldn't get it back. And then, mm. I mean, yeah. obviously losing to a team who was in such bad form, uh, who is, who on paper should not be able to compete with us, but always seems to. Um, and, and there's been reasons for that. I mean, obviously the last time we played, it was, uh, Romario, or was it Romario Williams or Jordan Hamilton? I'm getting my MLS <laughs> forward. Yeah. So Mario Williams kind of did us in the first time around, but this time it was uh I'm gonna try not to mispronounce his name. Bienvenue Katakamana. And he was just torturing us because the left side of our defense was is is a little weak, especially when Tico's in the in the game. Um and Mansali is I think Mansali is a good player, and I think it's more of a systematic problem than it is a personnel problem with we're always going to be pretty vulnerable to counter attacks out wide uh, just because of the way we play and we push our outside backs up high. But I mean, he took advantage of that twice and that was kind of frustrating. Yeah. It was just kind of a disappointing turn of events for everything. 
interesting. I mean, Mensali got cut, I guess, two forward, and we, we saw what Tico does when he's unfortunately called upon to defend. But, yeah, it just – we never really seemed to – put her a stamp on the match too it just i don't know it was it was all things considered it was just an annoying result i guess you could say um i mean it, moving into the birmingham match i guess it, it wouldn't have been a terrible result if we would have gotten three points against birmingham because i feel like we needed at least four points yeah i, th- I think out of this we needed matches. four points for sure as yeah. a minimum because mm-hmm. uh, it was just i don't know it, annoying is a really good descriptive word for what the performance against Atlanta was. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely annoying. I, I think that really sums it up pretty well. Um, yeah. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, we had chances in that game uh, mm. that we didn't finish off. But ultimately, we just have to defend better on the road. I think it's always been an Achilles yeah. heel under Jeffrey's when we play on the road, we just don't seem to always bring it defensively the way we sometimes, I mean, we sometimes struggle to defend at home, but it's especially a struggle on the road. Um, mm. But it, it, it could have been saved if we'd have come out strong against, uh, against Birmingham for sure. Like you said, but excuse me. Uh, I think Birmingham, the game, what struck me to move on to the Birmingham game, we lost one to zero. uh, If for those who don't know, I think what struck me is that we just looked tired the whole match. We just didn't quite look. Mm. I don't want to say we didn't look up for it because I don't think that was the case. I just think, I I just think the legs were heavy. Um, We we had just come off a a long rest and then to have to play back to backs. That's probably. Um, pretty tricky in terms of fitness. So mm. I, we just, everybody on the team just looked a step slow. Uh, fit, Birmingham was winning all the 50-50 balls. And then we just, we could never really, the the, the couple of chances we did put together, um, Oduro absolutely should have scored on one of Mansali's. Mansali put in a great pass. Um, and mm. Oduro whiffed on it. Um, Hugh Roberts had a chance on a header that I thought uh, probably goes in most time more often than not uh get, get got a free header on a corner kick and i mean, I mean it, was, mm. it, was, it was close and then of course the enzo deflected shot that nearly went in uh in the second half and then their shot that was deflected went in so i, I don't really know that <sighs> yeah. i can't really say that birmingham like completely outplayed us or anything because i don't mm. i think they were a little bit better than us on the day uh but it's not like they were totally dominant or anything they did a good job marking enzo out of the game for for a good chunk mm. of the match enzo was really having a hard time getting on the ball uh they had asiedu all over him uh and if i mean yeah. i think i don't know if we ever talked about this on the podcast but like when he was cut by atlanta i was really hoping we would pick him up because i think he's a quality player and he yeah, showed he, he showed some of his yeah. like he struggled a little bit on the ball at times he gave the ball away a few times uh, but you know we have midfielders who give the ball away, so I feel like you can live with it because he's so he's such a pest defensively um, mm. at running around. I mean, he really was all over Enzo the whole match, and and really wouldn't let Enzo beat them basically. And and we had a hard time 
we had a hard time getting Enzo and Alex involved in the buildup, which in turn gave us, I don't know, we just, we just turned into, we gave the ball away a lot. We couldn't get into the final third and create, ooh, really big thunder. I don't know if you could hear that. Um, ooh. But. Something a little bit. But, yeah, I, it was just a frustrating game there because I think the sense of urgency and i don't think it's their fault i think the sense of urgency was there it was just the legs were too heavy and i think the frustrating thing about that is like we already had a small squad to begin with and we've lost two or three players since the beginning of the season and only have signed one and the one that we did sign has yet to make an appearance um when we, mm. when it was a position a position of need kind of i mean aaron mon did a job on against atlanta uh, but you could tell he wasn't comfortable getting forward uh, on the right side. Uh, he did end up scoring on on the set piece, but um, yeah. it, I don't know. I just feel like we we need a few more bodies who are not just bodies. We need players who can suit up and and get on the field uh, because I think our midfield lacks a little bit of quality, um, and just there's no competition for either spot. You know, like Kevon George is a, is a great player. And, and Taku has been better since Jeffries arrived, but I feel like he's started to fall off a little bit. He he was in really good form the first few games under Jeffries, and he's started to fall back into some bad habits that we kind of talked about earlier in the season. And so I just feel like we need a few more players who can come in and, and get minutes and be quality uh, players, and we really don't have that right now. We have like 15 guys yeah. who, who play every game, and that's – if that's going to be the case the rest of the season, we're going to be in trouble because it, it's it's hard to win in any league with with fifteen guys. So, yeah, I mean, it's I'll admit I didn't watch the Birmingham game. I was on vacation and then just never really got back to it. But I don't I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting to me to see that. Um, I think they had more clearances than we did. Yeah. They had almost three times as many clearances as we did in the match, which I mean, I'm only inferring from those numbers, but w- would you say that we had more chances than Birmingham? Cause it kind of feels like we did based on that, or maybe they were just better at taking stifling our attack or yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough to look at the stats and kind of feel good about the situation but especially the goal because it was just but yeah it just seemed like a an extremely fluky goal to to let go in unfortunately and i, I was a little curious to see herrera get the start over uh, uh um jackson what, what did you think about that um that decision yeah i mean we have a question about that so we can get into that in a minute mm. but just to go circle back to what you said about it seemed like we created more chances than them. Uh, kind of. Um, I don't, I'm not sure what... I haven't looked at the FOT mob where it's like a quality chance or whatever, but they uh, mm. they had one more shot than us, nine shots to eight. Um, and six of them were on target, according to this. But I, I think I remember a couple of them were pretty weak. And Brandon Miller mm. had a couple of adventures... <laughs> Uh, he had one where he almost spilled a really weak shot, and then he had one where he threw, tried was was I guess thro- uh, going to throw the ball and tried to stop and and let go, and had hmm. to make a had to make a really tough save. So like, 
I don't think we were necessarily giving up quality chances to them. Uh, that was probably, in terms of like highest expected goal, that was probably their highest expected goal of the night is when Brandon mm. accidentally threw it right at the feet of their attacker and they still couldn't score. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, then of course the de- the deflected the deflected shot was, uh, like you said, a, a bit a bit fluky. Uh, it was funny the announcers were like trying to say that the deflection didn't have anything to do with the goal. I was like, my guy, the ball went up and over. Yeah. It like it the trajectory of the shot completely changed. <laughs> like like yeah, you cannot like even. even <laughs> I yeah, get being a homer, but come on. But like. Yeah, that was. I think they. I only saw the highlight package commentary, but they were like, they didn't. They didn't know he had a left foot or something. And I'm like, but it was deflected. Like it doesn't even. Yeah, he like got his. He got obviously like was ready for a shot because he deflected the shot. It's just it happened to go straight up and down. (laughs) Like it was just like how many. It was an unlucky deflection. It happens. That was on target. Yeah, it happens. I don't know. It's. I think it's. It's frustrating in a lot of ways because I mean Birmingham, I think they're still below us, but they, we we should beat Birmingham. I mean, and, and we technically in a lot of ways have their number considering we beat them the last time we played them um, handily. Um, yeah, we're I mean we're technically still above them, but we've got two games in hand on them with only a two point margin ahead of them at the current moment. But yeah, it's I mean. And, course without watching the game i don't know so much about it but it's just to get one point out of two matches uh against teams that are below us in the table i mean we still won a game away from home um which i mean we've yeah and we've and we've never been a good a good road team but it would be nice if we could have won one if not both of those because i think yeah yeah, I get what you're saying. It was a very frustrating road trip, uh, and and to be honest, it was really poor to to not come away with a, a result in one of the games. You know. Um, yeah, because I mean, it, I I mean, I guess you can say it, it's it's hard for me even to be optimistic if you get a draw in both games, but it's a better situation. But yeah, it's it's gonna make a a tough situation because I mean, I I was concerned about this playing the next the last two games away from home because the the stats um of course there was a very small margin just playing against louisville and north carolina away from home with under the jeffries era uh but they weren't great like our defense was drastically worse and our offense was drastically worse um so in the stats don't in in some ways don't they kind of even out in a lot of ways but i mean we're averaging a goal a game away from home and we're conceding 1.3 goals away from home. And, and that's just, I mean, it's not good enough. I, I mean, plain and simple, that's not going to get us results. And it's, uh, we have a question on this, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the way the rest of the season goes. I think we have seven home and four away somehow. I've, yeah, we, I think we do. I think you're right. I think we have, majority of our games remaining are home uh because we went i mean we went almost the whole month of july we only played what one or two home games in july and then i don't think we played many home games in june either um but so but i i think you're right i think we have to correct our away form uh because we've got 
the, all the teams we play on the road are tough teams. Like, yeah, I think la- I think that Loudon game is going to be tougher. I, I mean, we just saw Loudon is going to be similar to Atlanta. They're going to be uh, they're going to be young and hungry and really fit, and they'll probably be jazzed up playing at their home stadium. Uh, so that's going to be a tough game. Indy Eleven is always going to be a tough game. Uh, you got the turf aspect to it, and we we always struggle on turf. Yeah. So true. there's that, and then of course we played New York Red Bulls too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a train wreck for us. Sometimes it's not. We've played we've played them well on the road. We played them poor on the road, and then Bethlehem. Yeah. Bethlehem's another tough team to play. It might be a little different this year because they're playing at um, I forget the name of the stadium. They're playing at the Philadelphia Union Stadium, I think, rather than in Bethlehem. And then Memphis. Memphis is kind of a wild card. They weren't uh, they weren't very impressive when we played them a few weeks ago. Uh, in my opinion, they had one player that was pretty impressive. The their forward who's really fast and scored a hat trick like the week after they played us. Uh, but they could be a, a, a totally different team at home. And it, of course, it's a baseball field, so there's all kind of different variables. We've got to. I, I just think we've got to have more of a defensive mindset in those games. I think. If we can, you know, if, if our goal in those games is just keep a clean sheet and if we can nab a goal, we nab a goal, then I think that's the approach we need to take because I think we have to get results on the road at this point. Uh, we can't be dropping points to anybody, especially teams we're close to on the table, no matter if we're playing them home or road. Uh, so I guess keep an eye on those matchups where we're playing teams who are close to us in the table. Like uh, when we play, I think – we're close to Swope and Bethlehem and Memphis where all those teams are barely close around us. And Louisville is actually close around us, I believe right now. So, um, so do you want to kind of roll into listener questions? That's, um, kind of the next thing. Yeah. We've got, yeah, we we've can, got a lot of them those. and some of them cover stuff about the games and some of them don't. So, uh, uh Charles Houston asked, I love Jorge, but just questioning why he's starting instead of Jackson, especially with the amount of balls we lump into the area. It seems like Nikki is better suited to get on the end of some. Uh, there was, and, and James actually chimed in here. James, who works for the Independent, said uh, he hinted that maybe Nikki Jackson picked up a knock in the game he played uh, back in Colorado with Arsenal, or against Arsenal, I mean, uh, which was mm. earlier, early on in July, I believe, or mid-July, maybe. So he, he when they when we when the team was off for those ten days, uh, Nikki went back to Colorado and played a few. I think he played most of the game against Arsenal and maybe picked up a knock there. And so he that's why maybe he was relegated to sub appearances. Um, but I, if if he is fit, I think I think we've actually come to a point where if both players are fit, I would rather see Nikki Jackson play start or start. Uh, and Jorge yeah. come off the bench. I, and that's not a knock on Jorge necessarily. Uh, I think Jorge, more than in years past, looks like he's lost a step. Um, we've seen him. Uh, there's just there's just times where, like, oh, Jorge normally gets to that ball, or Jorge uh, normally does better there. There was a moment, I think it was against Atlanta. I can't remember if it was Atlanta or Birmingham, where he had he, he had the ball fed into him had time to turn and hit a, hit a shot on the half volley. And normally 
would score or at least at minimum put it on frame and put it wide of the goal. And I just thought, you know, that's that's so rare from him. Uh, I think maybe maybe it's just time to pass the baton, which is crazy to think about a player who's 38 years old. It, it's it's time to just let him be the super sub. I I just think if if both players are fit, I think Nicky Jackson is like like Charles was saying. He's he's a little bit better fit to the players that we have around him with the faster mm-hmm. wide players that we have and Enzo kind of sitting underneath. Um, and, and can hold up play better than Jorge can um, and is a little bit more of an outlet. He, he can run in behind and do that. I mean, that's what's so unique about Nicky is I think he can be both a threat in behind as an outlet, like as a, on, on the end of like long passes, but also he's a, a really good hold up player as well. Uh, whereas Jorge is not really going to threaten anybody in behind anymore. He's more going to be uh, kind of taking up those in-between spaces. Um, but, yeah, I, that, I mean, that answers it for me, I think. Do you have a different opinion at all? No, I mean, I think it's just maybe in a situation, because in some respects I thought maybe we were playing Jorge against Atlanta to rest him for Birmingham or, or something along those lines. And the, the fact that we, I mean, maybe it was an injury-based thing, but I think moving forward and both of them are healthy, I think, kind of like you what you said i think nikki just fits what we're trying to do a little bit better um uh, unless there's an injury of course i, I just think nikki jackson is just a, a high quality striker in general um so to have him not on the pitch is is hard to do yeah and i think too like you're gonna get better value out of jorge over a 20 or 30 minute span i think than you will mm. if he plays for 70 or 90 minutes because if he doesn't have to conserve as much energy, then he maybe can be a little bit more effective if he has to make those runs in behind. Um, and and it's just, I don't know, I think he's a player that can come into a game and raise the level uh, from, you know, the 70th minute. Or, you know, he's also got the leadership capabilities that maybe, I mean, Nicky Jackson is a young player. He's He's got a lot less experience. So when you bring him on off the bench, I don't know that the team is going to be looking at him to be a leader. Whereas Jorge comes on and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a emotional lift there as well. So that's, that's my thoughts. Um, next question is also from Charles. And he said, without putting on your optimistic hats after last week's results, how do you, you rate our chances of making the playoffs? I'll let you answer this one first. Um, he said, he said without. without putting on your optimistic hat, which you don't actually have to do. So you might need to take your like yours is just like permanently attached to your head. So like, <laughs> take take this answer with a grain of salt. <laughs> I don't want to say it's unrealistic for us to make the playoffs, but it's uh, it's I think it's going to be tough for us to make the playoffs at this point. A lot of the teams around us have, oh crap, um, have multiple games. We have multiple games in hand on them, um, and we're just not getting results away from home. It's it, some things are going to have to swing in our favor for us to really make the playoffs. I, I think at this point, it's kind of just a situation we're in, unfortunately. Yeah, um, you broke up there a little bit, but I think I got the gist of what you were saying. 
you actually think that it's going to be tough for us to make the playoffs. I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I've always mm-hmm. thought it, it would have to, everything would have to break exactly right for us to get anything above ninth place. Uh, I think I've been pretty consistent with that. I think I said, I've said all along the ceiling once the, once the switch of coaching staff was made, I think I, both of us were kind of on the same page that the ceiling was probably eighth place. Um, and that was if maybe there was a team that imploded above us and we continued our hot form, which uh, it seems like we'll have to get hot again uh, because we have not looked good the last two games. So I, I still think we're going to compete. I think it's going to be, I think we're going to be in the race until probably the last week or the last couple of weeks. Um, but I, I, I think our ceiling is probably 10th or 9th. Um, yeah. And, and unless, unless like you say, we just completely turn around how we play on the road. Uh, because that's that's going to be a, those those games where we're playing teams that are around us on the table uh, are going to be really interesting. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is we're going to have to we haven't done great against teams that are around us at this point too. It's, I mean we beat St. Louis of course, but for us to lose a game against Birmingham, I, I don't know that they're going to be ahead of us at the end of the. When it all comes uh, yeah i didn't see play. i didn't see much from them that told that like screamed that they're going to go on a run i know they're on a little bit of a run right now i think they've won three straight or are unbeaten three straight uh yeah. but i i don't Those see too though so it's yeah kind of take that with the grain of salt i think but yeah it's just it's uh some things are going to have to swing our way and just don't know that they really have this season unfortunately and yeah i mean we I dug ourselves in such a big hole the, yeah and and that's the thing is the the hole we were in was it, the margin for error was very low and one point in a a stretch that we needed a minimum of four four points um should have gotten six points it's, it's gonna make it that much more difficult yeah uh, so kind of Richard just kind of asked the same thing. Was it a good idea to start Jorge for both games? Probably not, but it seems like maybe that was out of necessity. Cause I mean, you have to think the only player that could have, uh, filled in would have been like probably a guy who has not even been on the, I haven't even seen him on the bench in several weeks, which is like Kivatuka. Um, mm. cause Nikki Jackson, if Nikki Jackson was unable to start and then you didn't want to start Jorge, uh, I believe Oduro started both games. So yeah, unless, unless you're going to start Jake, who's still coming back from injury, uh, which that, that is a little bit problematic as well, because you don't want to get him hurt. You could have started Zion Jones, but I think we've seen, uh, that that's not a good option. And, um, it's, it's tough. This is it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's hard to compete at this level with if if you only have 15 or 16 guys that you trust to mm. play 70 plus minutes um each game. So yeah. So yeah, if if we can if if Nikki can get fit, then I think we're in a little bit better shape there. Um uh, but I think I, I, it'd be interesting if we had all of our kind of wide players available. I bet if Jake is available, I bet you see Jorge get the night off and have Oduro slide up top uh, because mm. Oduro has been playing wide a lot more under Jeffries and when he, whereas he was playing through the center more and he's been a little hit or miss actually, I think 
in his yeah effectiveness stretches that he feels like he's he isn't able to be effective in that role. I mean, and there's certain times that he is really effective. Right. It's been, yeah. Like the, the goal on the goal against Atlanta, the first goal, uh, was him just tearing through the defense on a counterattack. Um, and, and back knowing it wasn't just like his, his speed, but it was his decision-making too, because, you know, he could have just put his head down and tried to beat two defenders and outrun him. And he, maybe he could have, but he was smart and he drew two defenders and then laid the ball off to, I believe it was Alex, or maybe he laid off to Jorge, who then passed it out. I don't exactly remember how the sequence went, uh, but he it was he he made a really good decision. Uh, but then other times he just doesn't seem to get enough touches. He doesn't seem to eff, eff, uh, affect the game the way that he was previously. So that's one player I would watch for to maybe thrive a little bit more once we can rest him up a little bit, because uh, I think he's another player that probably doesn't need to be playing 90 minutes or 70 minutes every match because he's, he's, his legs are getting uh, up there as well in terms of age, just his legs, not the rest of them. (laughs) But uh, the next question is the next question is from Jason. I think I'm actually going to save this one for last uh, because it's not about the games. So we'll come back to it. It's a good question. Um, Richard asks, once again, one point from two winnable road games isn't great, obviously. How many more drop points do you think the independents can afford to still make the playoff spot? Whoa. Um, That's a tough one. Um, I mean, legitimately, we have to win five out of our last seven home matches. And and that's not going to be against easy competition, and that's a minimum. I think even if we do that, necessarily, we're still kind of making things a little difficult for ourselves. Um, and that's against the likes of Louisville this weekend, Nashville, Charleston, the Rowdies, yeah, um, and Ottawa to finish the season. So it's, I mean, of course we do have Hartford and Swope Park mixed in there, but that's still. I don't even know if you can necessarily say both of those games are gimme games. Um, but I think the big thing that comes down to is our, our waveform has got to be, it's just got to be better. Like, like you kind of said, it's, we're going to have to play a more defensive style just because we're not getting as much offensive output. I, I, I think that, the, the thing, too, that I've noticed is we're not getting a whole lot of offensive output in general. So the fact that we're weaker on the defensive side means we, I mean, we can't throw all our horses in one direction as far as attacking goes. Um, because when that's the case on the road, we've seen that we're just we're not very good in transition defensively unfortunately or when we when we lose the ball i mean that i think both goals against atlanta united were that way basically yeah and to be fair um it's a lot of that depends on who the personnel is i think we've been if you go back and look at the games where uh under jeffries where we've had the back four of johnson uh, mond roberts and mansali have been pretty solid um, it's been when Tico has been on the field where we've been a little bit, um, suspect defensively. And I think 
I mean, we've we've beat that horse. Um, I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to be rude because I, I I like I, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he's he's just not. He's proven that he's not quite good enough uh, to be our number one guy. And um, so it's def- there's definitely a drop off there, is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> which is it's kind of mm-hmm. obvious. But uh, I, I I think if we can get those back four to be consistent and to be healthy. Um, and no, not suspended, <laughs> which is yeah. maybe a tall task. Um, then, then our, our defense gets, I think, significantly stronger. Um, but that's, that, that's sometimes a big if. And when there's, again, we've got like, what are we at? Like 18 players on the roster now, <laughs> like period. It's like, I think Endom's gone back to Cincinnati quietly. Uh, Kibitsuka yeah. has quietly disappeared. Mark Hill, I think, has quietly gone back to uh, Celtic. Andrew Gutman has not quietly gone to Celtic. Um, who else has we have we lost? Uh, yeah, Maria was signed by was it Adelaide, sense. somewhere in the A League. Um, yeah, I think that's right. So that's like five or six players right there that I just named that are no longer on the roster that yeah. were all getting. I mean, except for Kivituka, we're all playing significantly when they were available, uh, except for maybe Endom. Endom was kind of in and out of the lineup a little bit. Um, yeah, but I don't know. We've replaced those guys with Clay Dimmick, and and I, and, and this isn't a knock on. I mean, I have, we haven't seen him play, so I have no idea if he's, if he's any good. Yeah. But if um, if the choice was to go with Aaron Mond and right at right back rather than a guy who's an outside back, um, and keep Aaron Mond in his natural position. I feel like that says a lot about the level of trust the coaching staff has with him. Um, so I don't think we're going to see him unless it's an emergency. And so what does that leave us? That leaves us with the same 14, 15 guys that play every match. And that's hard. I mean, we, we keep going back to it. It's hard to compete yeah. when you just have that many guys that you uh, can count on. Yeah. I mean, the only slight saving grace to that is we, don't play another midweek game the rest yeah, of the year. That's true. And I think that's uh, something I almost hate to say it, but I will optimist. Um, I mean, Charleston's one team that's had, I think three or four games postponed. Um, so they're going to have a lot of midweek games and they're generally around us in the standings. I mean, it's uh, if, if there's any slight shred of uh, to hold on that, uh, we won't play any midweek games. So there's a little I think bit that I think that is a fair point that. because the schedule kind of broke in our favor in that way. Uh, I know typically we have a lot of uh, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday type matches down the stretch of the season. I think we've ended our season on a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday most the last couple of seasons. So it's definitely yeah. it, that that should help us, but. Um, it's just we're 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 so we're so thin that one injury can have pretty dramatic effects, and so th- that's just a tough place to be in. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question is from Chris Davis, and he wants us to. Oh, he wanted us to talk about the Jorge thing, which we did, and then down the road he wants us to do a prediction type show, uh, where we predict where the where us and the teams around us will finish uh so we'll definitely do that in a couple weeks 
once uh once maybe yeah. some of the teams get to uh i don't know maybe like eight to ten games left we'll, we'll try to do that around then um yeah. do uh the next question is from jack's militia and the question is buy the shirt question mark and of course that is in reference to the beatless shirt which if you haven't seen it it's fantastic um it's yeah. it's the little it's like the beatles but beatless it's cute um yeah. instead of the it's now retro too it so. is yes it is retro much like the beatles so yeah boom i think it's a great shirt you should buy it um and i think it's on sale now because we're no longer beatless don't quote me on that part though <laughs> um all right so final question is from jason and it's the it's the fun question sort of it's uh what absurd promotions should indie do i believe this saturday they're doing an absurd promotion where they're going to dye people's hair blue uh so that's interesting but uh we've seen a lot of kind of bizarre promotions come out this week i know there's been phoenix has been in the news a lot with their dollar beer night which is a very popular one uh And then, of course, there's been Forward Madison in USL League One who's been doing all kind of wacky stuff. Uh, their whole brand and kind of presence is to be wacky, which is kind of cool. I like that they're leaning into that. Uh, but as far as independence, what should independence do? I feel like we kind of only do absurd promotions. It's just that they're, like, not very good absurd promotions. It's, like, absurd in a bad way, usually. <laughs> like, we gave away that really obscure DVD one time a couple years ago. Uh, I'm trying oh, to think yeah. of some was of the other. The nanny or something? I think you're right. I think it was the nanny. Like just like, like really random stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, dyeing your hair blue—that's pretty absurd. I, it's just like yeah. it's almost like it's fun, but I feel like it's fun if you're like a kid who doesn't have to go to school and you know <laughs> you you don't have places to be. Uh, but if you're an adult who has to go to work on Monday probably not really all that feasible to dye your hair blue on saturday and then hope that it washes out in 48 hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess that is the hope i don't know i've been trying to think of wacky ones um, i think a pre-game petting zoo would be dope okay personally yeah. like a, okay that would be i think that yeah. would be a hit i know there was that weird was it austin that did like the cows austin Gold did that yeah and the, the weird maybe thing not about that promotion too is they they uh were piping animal sounds through the during PA the system. game right yeah yeah see, so like that's so that's a little too far yeah we can't do that because that's insane but like but, the I mean, do like horse races at halftime maybe horse races like yeah like, like mini horses or like full-on jockey I'm thinking I don't think we have the space. I'm thinking like, the. I don't think we have the space for the horse racing. Although we are playing Louisville this week, so that would be a good one for them. Yeah, it would work. Uh, uh, <laughs> tear up the pitch, but eh, who needs a pitch? I mean, the pitch is already uh, torn up in the summertime, anyway. So who cares? Yeah, can't you can't get much the worse. Only, the only other idea I came up with is we could do horse head PKs, which I've never put a horse head on before. So I don't know how much it actually uh, hurts your. Uh, vision but i think if you did horse head pks in a goalkeeper that's wearing a horse head <laughs> that would be something i would watch or we could do you did you see the video that uh alex did with the the famous toastery mascot thing where he was he was, it was the like toast wasn't the toast the goalkeeper yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i we would like to see like bacon time. bacon versus toast pk shootout that would be good <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of ones that would tie into the sponsors that we already have. 
Um, um, I would like to see a like Diet Coke and Mentos giveaway where like at halftime or after the game, we do like a Diet Coke and Mentos fireworks display. Uh, you know, like they do on the Jackass movie where they put the thing and they throw the they're like little grenades uh, of two two liters <laughs> yeah. of Diet Coke. Uh, that would be fun. That's an absurd promotion. Um, I, something with the with the Jorge the the goats that Jorge posed with. I can't remember where they were from. I feel like getting your picture made with them would be that would be a hit as well. That kind of goes in. That's almost with like a petting zoo though. Yeah, I mean that would that would work though. Um, I think Dollar yeah, Beer Night would be a hit too. You know, I've just thrown that yeah. out there. Dollar Beer Night is I, is definitely the number one promotion probably in lower level soccer, uh, and I don't think we've ever hey, done one. So no, we should I mean, do it that. Worked for uh, Phoenix Rising. I think it didn't work for Austin Bold because they stole it from him. But hey, we can. We're on the East Coast, so maybe it'll work for us. I mean, I don't even care about the result. I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> wouldn't it be great to? pay a dollar for beer instead of like seven dollars yeah there you go i think at a certain point if you're having dollar beers it doesn't you won't even know what the result is so it, exactly it doesn't really matter exactly it's always a good time on dollar beer night supposedly we've never had one so it's hard to say always <laughs> theoretically yeah. though yeah all right well I, i'm out of absurd promotional ideas um, i'll try to brainstorm some more over the weekend and come back yeah. come back with more next week. But uh, we play Louisville on Saturday. Is it a 7 o'clock kickoff or is it 7.30? I feel like we haven't been doing the 7.30 kickoffs this year like we did last year. I don't think we I'm going to pull up it's Foot seven. Mob. It's 7. According to Foot Mob, it is yeah. 7 o'clock. So I heard I the other day that you're supposed to pronounce it Foot Mob because it's really? German. I believe. Oh, it's German? I, I think it's German. I think that's what someone told me is that uh-huh. they're a German company. Um, I could be wrong about that, but that's just what I was told. Is that it's pronounced foot mob, which makes sense considering it's football. You know. Yeah, it makes but more sense than fat mob. But... It does, but fat mob kind of sounds cooler. So, yeah, uh, we play them. It's a big game. It, I mean, it's hmm. a p- potential uh, playoff matchup. You know, yeah. both, and it's also a potential, uh, you know, six point six pointer, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Just not for um, relegation or promotion. It's just for potential playoff berth. Yeah. So it's a big one. I feel like we played them really well against or uh, at what's the stupid name of their field? Slugger field. I feel like yeah, we played like- them really close there. Uh, and and, and I, I think we have the ability to go out and beat them at home mm-hmm. if we play well. Um, and it seems like we're getting some guys healthy. Jake, hopefully Jake Ehrman can play again. Cause I thought he, uh, he was a little rusty. You could tell he, his, his first touch was a little loose, uh, but he's been out mm. for a while. Uh, but when he was playing, he was playing really well. Uh, I think it was, was Birmingham the last game he played. I can't remember if he played, I can't remember if he played after that or not. I'm, but I remember he played really time. well, really well against Birmingham, uh, at home. Mm. And then, yeah. So, Hopefully, hopefully he'll be able to play a little longer. Hopefully, Nicky Jackson can play from the start because uh, I I agree. I think he is. I don't know. I could see him going on a goal scoring tear if he can stay healthy because he was going on. A, he was on a little bit of a run before uh, oh, yeah. this week where he had scored. I think he had like three goals and two assists in three games or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Something I, I something mean, like I think that. Too when when he's been healthy, he's been almost unstoppable at this level too. So it's. 
He hasn't. He's he's not been healthy much. That's that's the only problem is that he he keeps getting momentum and then getting hurt. Um, And obviously, there's. I mean, it's 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 not. uh, This isn't like a criticism of him, but that's been frustrating. Is that every time he seems to get on a little bit of a run, uh, he has to sit out. So or come off the bench and and you know not be able to play as as long. And that that's hard to get it get into a rhythm when you're only playing 15 minutes, because um, you're not going to get a lot of touches in 15 minutes, n- no matter what the state of the game is. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think we'll wrap it here, and we'll talk to you guys after the Louisville match. Uh, go dye your hair blue if you don't have work on Monday, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, from Alex and Ben, we bid you farewell, and come on, you jacks. Woo!